Hey guys, this is Ray. Welcome to Thor, aka the House of Rep, my podcast with my rep nights where I review movies, TV shows, tech, and gaming, whatever I feel is fun to talk about. Today we are talking about Shaker Run, a really fun action kind of like precursor to like films like Fast and Furious and stuff about a stunt driver who gets hired by a scientist to smuggle a virus um, across the New Zealand landscape while being chased by a sinister government. So defo check this pod out. It's quite a fun film. Love our intro. Welcome back to Thor. So I'm joined with ZZ. Say hi to everyone. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the House of Rep. Uh, well, today we're talking about a lovely little quaint action film, a little New Zealand film that we have uh, grown up watching. We know this film quite well and it was something that inspired us when we were really young mm. and we'd like to talk about it today with you guys. Mm. The Kiwis can make good films, man. I'm yeah. really surprised about this one. The way that we've seen the film, though, has never really been the true interpretation of what they shot, because I feel that they shot in 35 or 16 mil yeah. uh, digital intermediate, not digital intermediate, like full intermediate film stock, right? That's well, like old um, school. Yeah, and what film. it's missing is a digital intermediate where we where someone scanned the movie. Uh, so what yeah. I so what I am a bit kind of like bummed out about is I'm never well, really truly seeing the film. Yeah, it was eighties film. It was an eighties film. I think it was. I think it came out the day I was born, man, or something like that. Like I think it came out just after. Yeah, that. just after that because like it's a it, it's a movie that was made before when I when I was like tiny. Um, the way we ended up seeing it is mom just taped it on, mm. on VHS, on VHS, classic VHS. You know, the classic, <laughs> um, you know, old school format before it, for you, those of you who don't know what VHS was, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll know. You'll find but out. Basically, um, it looked even worse on that, yeah. you know, oh, than yeah. what, than what I've seen it because so I, I, I've horrid. seen like what looks like a beta cam negative or true tra- tra- like I don't know like a final screen even or a beta cam would have been a bit better yeah we can hold a lot of, a lot of there was only a laser disc I'd love to see that I think there's a DVD somewhere I don't I don't know we'll I haven't find even, a DVD. I haven't looked we'll man, find a but, DVD for it but it needs a good transfer I heard Netflix own the rights to the film so they must have the original stock or access to the stock somewhere wherever it is um, I hope they preserve this film because you know from a Kiwi perspective you know for the for the New Zealand film audience it's it's a good film man it's it's really nice now cliff robinson yeah he is a really cool kind of like you know i he's just like one of those wicked he's, he's such a great actor yeah he char- charismatic a, like he, charismatic he's got a great presence um you you're you're balancing on the phone in you know like is he phoning this role in or is he actually doing it but he's playing it in a certain straight way yeah you know like he's playing this character as a sort of like cowboy kind of stunt driver you know ex-crop duster kind of guy who likes to go fast um you know had to probably retire because of health reasons from main racing but does all the stunt work film opens up with the car doing donuts so shaker is the car like the name of the car is called shaker and it's um it's got its own character you know it's quite a fierce trans am 
Mm. Pontiac Trans Am looks similar to Smokey and the Bandit's Trans Am era, but slightly heavily modified this car for stock style, um, off road, you know, dirt style racing, derby racing, you yeah. know, kind kind of things because it's a it's a stunt car that can take jumps. Well, that was a kind of popular thing, and even in Australia at yeah. that time, because they didn't have access to like big fun sponsorship racing. They had mm. their own kind of touring cars and stuff like that. And they had stock car racing and stuff like that. I think because I never lived in New Zealand. I don't know the intricacies of that and what they were up to. But, you know, and it's before our time. But um, but it's kind of smart, isn't it? Because they've like, it's like almost an American cast that I've flown all the way over mm. to New Zealand to mm. shoot on the cheapy cheap. It also feels like there's a bit of English actors in there too. Yeah, a couple it's like of a, English actors. It's a very actors, yeah. international car. Well, they so. could be like Aussie actors so playing good. English. There's a couple of highlights, and you'll you'll be putting this up in the video package, you know, yeah. of the of the YouTube version of this podcast. But you'll see that there's a lot of elements in the films, yeah, that are now staples in new films. So you've got, you know huge wicked bypass kind of highway country road Vista. chases yeah. Vista chases um, wicked bottlenose you know like POV shots and this was done with cameras that were big yeah, bulky yeah. and difficult huge so camera. the cinematography and stunt camera. team I have to commend because they've got a lot of gags and setups in the film that are amazing the car itself the stunt driving is amazing yeah that's um, stunt driving is top notch you know also stuff. the villain the villain is like a relentless enforcer for the government right and he's played by this Asian actor um, he's doing stuff like parkour like yeah. parkour before parkour was like you know a thing so the film's sort of like a fusion between like a Fast and Furious movie uh, vanishing point, point, Gone in 60 Seconds, you know, Need for Speed, like yeah, it's got all these kind of elements like to it. Actually, yeah, um, it's really good. I mean, I, if, if and I, smoky, yeah, if I could ever, if if I could ever just like resurrect it or like just take the nostalgia of it and then bring it back as a kind of quasi sequel, I'd probably just get the actor who played the protege bring him back as an old guy and he's still got a shaker in his garage and then yeah. he has to do something new with some other kid like you know so he has his, to help his, some kid or something mechanic, the younger guy in this film is called Casey and he's played by um, musician Leif Garrett mm. and Leif Garrett is obviously well known in the music industry yes yeah, so a musician slash actor Leif Garrett you know he was like very young Leif Garrett yeah I'm sure he was like a heartthrob to ladies back <laughs> in the day he oh, was yeah, like you know, women chased him and stuff so it's a bit like, um, um, you know how we were talking about the other day, we were talking about The Wraith and stuff and how young Charlie Sheen is in that. The Wraith is one of my all-time favorite films. Man. So it's it's kind of funny because like we, we discovered Wraith after this film. So we mm. knew this film first. Yeah. And then we discovered Wraith through friends and mm. stuff, a good friend. And um, we just glued to that film as well. So these kind of 80s, 80s had a lot of splurge of... Um, kind of noir techno music uh, smashed together with super fast like car action scenes and mm. stuff like that so mm. it's really a high time so go into the setup of the film there's some kind of designer virus kind of like uh, Bellerophon and um, a bit like Mission Impossible yeah too. like MI2 you know like where you had Bellerophon and Chimera, Chimera yeah. the two viruses somehow one of the viruses that these scientists were working on in this New Zealand lab uh, mutated and it's become very like they somehow weaponized it yeah the government want to use it to sort of strengthen their clandestine position or something so there's this shadowy shady, cabal group that want to basically weaponize it right 
the two scientists who are actually working on it, if I remember this correctly, now don't quote me on this, um, because I'm just doing it from recall, they rebel against that. So they want to sell it or so, yeah, they want to give it like to that. the so American the, government the, so they can the find a cure or something. The first scientist we encounter who's working on the project is a character called Dr. Christine Rubin. Mm. And she's played by the actress Lisa Harrow. And um, she comes into contact with one of her colleagues who's like the main head kind of like scientist on Maybe it. like the project lead or something. The project leader, yeah. yeah. And he's the one talking to the military and the New Zealand government, the mm. shady government um, suits, basically. Mm. We'll call them suits in this. And um, he's saying that, you know, they're here to see the virus. They're here to take it away. And then she's telling them, oh, wait, this guy just had a cold and now he's dead. What's going on? Mm. So there's something shady going on mm-hmm. there in the story of the film. Mm. In the meantime, the Shaker dudes are struggling, basically, with their Darby kind of stunt show. So originally, they were gearing up for this jump over a couple of junk cars, but the car kept losing power. Yeah. So they needed to find out what's going on. Is it the fuel injection? Is it whatever? And they figure it out, right? Yeah. So Casey they, they want to basically invite people down. So they're going around prospecting customers and stuff. And somehow they kind of collide with the project lead. They have this wicked kind of... Little yeah, chase, they, they run they? into the two scientists after they've been like, you know, boinking together and, mm. you know, having some fun. And then they go out for a drive. Mm. In Who's there. boinking? The scientists. The two scientists. So the two scientists yeah. are actually in a relationship. They're, they're in a supposed relationship. Yeah, in the and that guy's got there. a really nice E-type, and like a classic E-type. And he has this lovely, E-type. like, 60s red yeah. E-type jacket. The one that directly competed with the DB5, Yeah, it? yeah. and that, that, that car looks really nice in they're the both film. both really beautiful cars, yeah. man. And then... There's there's a scene where Judd and Casey I think are going out for like evening drinks or something, mm. um, or it's in the morning. I can't quite remember if it's in the morning or the evening. Do you think the E type's a better looking car or the James Bond DB Five, the Sean uh, Connery DB Five? They're both really nice cars. Mm. It's very subjective. The features and finishes on, on those cars back then were very you know, beautiful. What you saw first and how you, how that car affected mm. your your uh, excitement for cars, but because obviously I saw the DB five first because of mm. Bond and mm. actually seeing the car when I was younger, I, mm. I favor the DB five. Mm. But the E type is still a lovely car. This is like, Jaguar in the pure days when they were very yeah, very two high iconic end. Iconic cars. This is not the Jaguar cars. we're talking about now. This is like the Jaguar that in the heyday. Yeah, in the heyday when they were in their yeah, prime. The day. Yeah. yeah. Talking about cars because you don't talk about cars. You know a lot about cars, bro. Just I'm just gonna segue a little bit okay. away from the film for a second. What is the major difference between the DB6 and the DB5? Because I know that people buy the DB6. Was it a larger version of the car? What no, was it? Was the it only a retrofit? thing they slightly changed is like I think they upgraded the engine a little bit, mm. added a little bit more power, mm-hmm. and it's very freaking subtle. The yeah. changes between the five. So and if the I six. owned a six, would it be as bad? Would no, it be worse no, no, than no, no. the five? The six has like slightly better interior fitments yeah. and like tech and stuff. So slight facelift. For its time and stuff. Yeah. But did they just numerically go up in numbers, or was it a completely different class of car? So you could buy the five and the six at the same no, time. No, because like they're all considered GT cars. Okay. And at that time, yeah. when they made them. Yeah. yeah. And um, so this was the sort of rush of early Grand Turismo. Kind of like yeah, they okay. they just 
kind of made it a bit better, mm. made it a bit more pricier, yeah. and sold it off, really. Going back to some other movie trivia, the Thorndike special. Yeah. The oh, Thorn- yeah. The Thorndike special in Herbie, right? Um, is it Herbie? The Love Bug, sorry. The Love Bug. So, The Love Bug's a classic movie that we'll definitely do a pod on. I have yeah, fun, that's another good for, a lot film. of fondness for it. Classic 60s. Is the Thorndike special a Jaguar? No, it's not. People incorrectly call it a Jaguar, but mm. I can check, I can find out on the car database what mm. car it is. I believe the Thorndike special was a mishmash of two cars, mm. and I can't remember if it was some sort of Lister. Mm. Or a Jag, or another car like a. Uh, it's another Br- obscure British mm-hmm. brand, mm. and it's actually like a kit car. Oh, is it? And it like, has some it? other bits like a Jag V8 or some mm. sort of V8 in it, mm. and that's what made it that car. Shaker is very similar, isn't it? It's yeah. a Pontiac body frame, but it's got some kind of Chevy V8 or something, yeah. right? Well, it it's obviously the... like a Pontiac Trans Am, but it's got like these weird rally headlights on the front, mm-hmm. and it's got a mm-hmm. massive the bull, bull bar. bar. Yeah, it's got a roll cage because mm-hmm. you can see the roll cage when yeah. in the later scenes in the film. Yeah, yeah. He the way they're all sitting in the car, it's a bit yeah. cramped. Race shifter and, as well, isn't it? Yeah, like, and he's got yeah. like a sequential shifter on yeah. it, and. And the the um, rear the rear compartment strange too. He's not actually sitting in a chair. He tends to be laying down, which means yeah. that they just put a bench there. There's like a bench or something. There. And yeah. he There's must no be back seats. He, he's he's a trooper though, man, yeah. to be able to take That's that for such a long, for a long journey, long trip because he's sacrificing his seat for the other lady. Yeah. So. Um, so then we go yeah. on to the talk about the stunt show and then like how. They so I love that bit. I love the bit where he builds up the speed and he does the jump and then they time the pyrotechnics so it looks yeah. like his car blows up, but yeah. it's not. It's like just a kind it's of a great show, yeah. spectacle, spectacle, you know. Yeah. And I, I always love this stuff. You know, I'm a real purist it's like that, for that vintage stunt masters. Yeah, I'm a I'm a purist for like these old school stunts i have huge respect for stunt people man. absolutely because some people you know like they had the taurus awards and these other things like these other events i don't feel that stunt people get enough recognition for how much they risk their lives oh, to do stuff yeah. i mean yeah. like i remember when they did a so the, many like people. there was a resident evil film where a woman lost her arm yeah, you know, and horrible. Her, yeah that's you know really like she she got really badly hurt do, getting crashing into yeah, a mobile she had a crash thing you know uh, she crashed a motorbike into a truck or something she was yeah. doubling for miller yeah, she was doing and miller she unfortunately miller. had to get her arm yeah, amputated she lost her which arm was horrible um, so they, they put a lot on the line when they're doing stunts like that, especially vehicular stunts. Mm. And you know, like stunts when they have to jump off things like off buildings or mm. off planes or, mm. you know, parachuting and shit like that. Mm. That's extreme stunts, man. That are yeah, I mean, people have, people have died. Like the yeah, stuff that Tom Cruise does. Yeah, and Tom even does wicked stuff. I feel that they should distinctly have a category for best stunts in all kinds of film categories. Absolutely. Um, hell, if I ever get the resources, I'm just going to launch my own prestigious stunt awards, man, because stuntmen deserve it. They should just get the, you know, like, I don't know, we should call them the Valiant Awards or something like that, or I don't know, I'll figure some name out for yeah. it. You know, like the Taurus Stunt Awards, because people are just so skilled. Like Jackie Chang himself, yeah, and other people should just get, like, Lifetime Achievement Awards for the for the amount of sacrifice of their bodies yeah. to entertain people that they do. And it's not like people, you know, people will kind of criticize and say that, yo, um, these guys, they're, why are they risking their bodies to entertain people? But that's the hunger that they have to yeah. create something new. And that's what makes films so amazing. But also at the same Shaker time, has they have this. to be passionate about it. Shaker, Shaker, Mad Max, you know, like all these kind of films that, that I love 
have the physical essence. This this of, film has a bit of that feel as well, like Mad Max. Remember, like the early Mad it was Max, like the early Mad Max films, Max yeah, because like, yeah. that that the first Mad Max is really Aussie feeling, mm. like really cheap and really simple. And originally, in the original Mad Max trilogy, there was some civilization still around. The the wars hadn't happened yet. You right. know the the, the wars gasoline over, war. gasoline wars and yeah. things. So it's just you know yeah, it'd be interesting it's to see that, isn't it, at that point how you know? how that happened. And yeah, there's no explanation. You yeah. just go from civilization to dystopia. I showed a little bit of resistance initially when I heard Mad Max was being rebooted with Tom Hardy. Like uh-huh. not really rebooted, but just as like a different tale. Yeah, I I was very skeptical. Not very skeptical. No. I, I'm just like I like Mel Gibson as an actor. Yeah, I know he's done some stuff, you know, like and said some stuff that he didn't need to say. But people say shit all the time, you know, like when they're in like moods and stuff. Like human beings make mistakes. For me, I've always thought of you know. Like he's just a brilliant actor and an amazing director, and I would love to work with him and just meet with him and just you know get get his thoughts on film, you know. And and I'm sure he's like going to be a really cool guy. Um, Going back to his stuff, you know, like with Mad Max and Shake Around, there's an old school kind of I don't know what to say, but like a ballisticness to the filmmaking. It's very fast kinetic. it's tight it's kinetic, kinetic. Yeah, it's you know outside. yeah kinetic is is another great term um yeah shaker has that shaker's really good at that and you know i mean the, there are there are some slow bits but that's just to progress the story along yeah i know, mean there's like, a, i mean there's a bit when they go to the club there's, like there's a bit when they meet some ladies and they yeah. get some um and then they meet the lady again after the stunt show but then she hires them and then a the whole bunch of wicked car chases happen so see tell us about these things yeah so we kind of get kind of thrust into the story that's when the kind of the film in my opinion starts to get going because obviously you've got to lay down the exposition and the whole story for the film at the start so you've got to establish who they are and establish who this lady is and how they're going to connect mm. so then um the uh, dr rubin and judd and casey she talks to them in their little caravan kind of hot <laughs> thing and she says, listen, I'm going to pay you X amount of money. Can you take me to this place? And she, he's, um, Cliff's character, Judd, he's like, lady, what, what are you talking about? With his like, really thick American accent. And he's like, um, we ain't driving nowhere. And then they kind of leave her dry a bit in it and mm. say, well, think about it and stuff. Yeah. But obviously they're in a situation, they're in a predicament where they're they desperate money, for money. Yeah. So they later on accept the job mm. and then they go and get her. So they go pick her up somewhere in the middle of New Zealand somewhere. Um, mm. And then they start going on this massive, it's essentially like a road trip, but it's, mm. a, it's an extreme road trip. Like cross country. Cross country, to, yeah. They need to get on some kind of boat, right? Yeah, or so first of all, they need to go and rendezvous with the, her contact, which is obviously her boyfriend or something mm. at that time, a project leader. Yeah. And they're going to see him. Mm. But l- what they don't quite know is that it's like a trap. So they go to this massive quarry. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly driving down at night and there's some night photography. So when you watch this film on VHS, the night photography isn't very good. So you can't see anything. Mm. So literally, you're just looking at the lights of the Pontiac and Mm. they're trying to go down this ravine. Mm. And then they go down this ravine and it's very reminiscent of other films like uh, Tango and Cash. And if people have seen Tango and Cash... You know that the epic end scene with the amazing budget and amazing pyrotechnics and stuff is 
really good. It's, it's yeah, they, they take on that bad guys, you know, like, I, I was still kind of like, I've always found that bit confusing. They've got this battle van, yeah. which is really cool. The that they, Jeep, it's it. very like James Bondy. Yeah. And then they have this huge wicked cannon on the side. Um, it's like a Gatling gun. I think he's using a calico, you know, one of those yeah, futuristic like, looking submachine guns <laughs> and stuff like that. And they're doing all they're doing all this stuff. It's like larger than life it becomes. But they're fighting this quarry and the quarry's got all their own cars and stuff. And all those and, construction vehicles. Yeah, there's all these it's construction crazy. vehicles that they're taking out. That is just such a crazy kind of like final act but that film. We don't want to compare it to that because that's obviously a very film. big budget film compared such a to Shaker Run. Man. And um Going back to Shaker Run, they go to this quarry, but then they get ambushed by the New Zealand government suits. Yeah. And then the guy comes out that 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 Oriental guy. Cut that bit out. Okay. So Sorry. basically, yeah. the Oriental guy comes and he tries to shoot them, mm. and then they just leg it in the Pontiac and they start mm. going, and then we start hearing a little bit of the soundtrack mm. of the film. And it sounds really cool. It sounds very like retro wavy, synth wavy, mm. proper 80s synth. Love 80s you know, with rock, the guitar. And, and it sounds so cool, the soundtrack of this film. Yeah. And then they just take off, and then it starts to become this proper action y road race kind of film mm. full of driving scenes. Mm. And there's some shots where they're going through some like Wellington. Um, countryside or wellington mountains mm. and there's some lovely tracking shots of the, of the pontiac the, the place looks beautiful and there's this nice scene that i love is the judd is like he's like driving and they're like it's like set during the winter times so it's mm. quite cold mm. and they're all sitting in the car and they're all feeling cold and she's wearing her scarf and she's got her little fuzzy jacket mm. on He's got that and nice fleece he's jacket. wearing his nice fleece jacket with his hat on mm. and he's literally pelting it like top mm -hmm. speeding it, the Pontiac down the down these lovely New Zealand Wellington roads, uh, in the countryside, and just that sequence is really cool because there's some nice shots on the bonnet cam, there's some wicked uh, wide tracking shots mm. and helicopter shots, um, that they obviously at that time they didn't have any drones or anything like that. They obviously had to do shots via helicopter, mm. um, to get kind of vehicle tracking done, mm. so that's a nice little sequence where you can see what kind of character Judd is that he's this recluse he's an awesome driver he's a bit of a cowboy very reminiscent of Burt Reynolds's character in Smokey and the Bandit but a bit different because he's a bit more wary he's a bit more older and he's got this swagger about him doesn't he bruv mm. you know and that's, that's what cool. I'm saying he's got this old school swagger about him and you know this kind of like just presence you know like when driving you know he's very switched on he's very on it you know he's got the skill tell, tell, tell people about that wicked sequence in the in the little city part so you know this there's a bit where before we get into the, don't do the boat bit the, the city so, bit so we're talking about the bit where they set up the roadblock right yeah so yeah. They're, they're driving slowly through this little city part yeah they find they found out basically where they're gonna be so they set up this huge roadblock and then they spot it before yeah. <laughs> they get caught. And then that's when they try to get them and, you know, do stuff. They start getting things. tailed, innit, by yeah. some black line. They're yeah. like, who's this? Who's tailing yeah, us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they, 
they escape that and then they go thing. through that warehouse yeah and it's very reminiscent of those classic jackie chan yeah. films like armor of god one and two yeah where they had those awesome stunt driving sequences by remy julian and his son yeah remy and julian his whole great. team and um it's very reminiscent of that because whoever the stunt team mm-hmm. are on this film i don't know who you guys are but you guys did a fucking amazing job in yeah. this film yeah um We'll figure out who who, who I think, that may be. If I remember be. correctly, one of the reasons why they got betrayed in the quarry is because they tortured the, the yeah, love interest. Yeah, yeah, that's him a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about to, to say about something that. Something to kind of get and him to a, give up. And there's a scene where, where they track down her boyfriend and they yeah. torture him with the gun. And then he has like, what kind of gun does he have? I don't know. He has some like little looky kind of Walter looking weird It's gun. like a Walter or PP like a that, but P-9 with a really long extender silencer or barrel. Yeah, I'm not really too sure what it is. Yeah, I know he has a three fifty seven Magnum as well, but he had some other kind of silence weapon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, I think he kills him, right? Yeah. So like, they find out. She died. finds out that he's dead. Yeah. By like taking a phone call on the pier yeah, somewhere. I think the the other agent. So they go to the... some pier and they try to get in touch with him and yeah. say, "Why did you screw us at the quarry?" Blah blah blah. Like, and she's that, like, man. "No, he's dead or something." You know, she finds out that he's dead, and yeah. then they were they've just got to go on the run now. They've got yeah. no other choice but to go somewhere yeah, they, to Plan B. Yeah, because they chase him. She's like telling him. He's been taken out, and they got to yeah. go, and then they get chased in the city. So then there's that wicked sequence. Tell him about the bit where he jumps over the fence, and then the guy's got like a car. massive three fifty seven Magnum because he tries to cannon her. Okay. He tries to cannon her in the car, yeah, ah. and in the city. Um, and this is like the mini city before they ha- end up with the roadblock city. He just intercepts them, and he fires his cannon. He takes out one of the those ra- the racing lights. Oh, you know, he okay. takes out one so of the racing so lights. The car gets damaged. Yeah, away. but then. Because she's kind of in a bit of a depression and kind of shock, and he's like getting them out of the city, and these guys are chasing them and chasing them and chasing them, and then they hide out in this cabin kind of area. Then they get intercepted in the cabin, they get sort of discovered, and then they, that's when he she's kind of she kind of lets it slip to them and is very honest with them, saying that look, there's a fucking virus. Yeah. You know, like you gotta help me and shit, and we gotta make this happen and stuff. That's when they set up the roadblock because the government and Shiki, the government trying to make it look like they're trying to steal this virus. You know, oh, like they're deadly okay. or they're trying to steal some government s- secrets or something. So it was very, very sneaky. Doesn't sound too different from real life. <laughs> yeah. And then basically he's like, yo, I'm going to do this. And that's the wicked bit when they go through the city. Yeah. And then the Asian dude, the Asian spook, yeah, chases them. And then that's when he does the parkour. Yeah. And that's when he does parkour. That's, that's when that's we like saw that. I was like, this see, is cool. This dude's like guy. jumping he's around. He's jumping around. He's rolling over stuff. Doesn't he kick stuff. that dude on the bike? Like he does. He, he kicks a cop off. No, he pulls the cop off his helmet. You know, oh, like, he yoinks him. Yeah. Like, so he like yoinks him. Style. There's also this funny scene where this guy's eating a sandwich and he's got all these boxes and the car smashes through the boxes while he's in the middle of his lunch. But it looks so staged. Yeah, like, the there's a lot of perfectly yeah. There's a lot of gag, There's a lot of stunt gags like that that are very nice. Yeah, like the ladder dude. The ladder dude. Well, the funniest thing though is the way he takes out the the guy on the bike because the guy on the bike yeah, is ready to take the tumble. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he just kind of gets his helmet taken off and he's like, <laughs> oh, I've lost my power and skill. <laughs> I cannot ride no more. Yeah, I cannot dead. ride. I fell asleep. 
asleep uh, and then yeah. he falls asleep and then the other guy, and then he chases him and then he does a lot of work like chasing him and then he does a kind of jump yeah to follow shaker there's like a mini jump that shaker does there's another car that gets taken out near a railroad track or kind yeah. of harbor area yeah but the dirt is like uneven so he so slips slippery. he low sides he the bike, the bike yeah. so when he low sides the bike it looks like bike, an old honda or yamaha something or i'm something. not really too sure what the bike is because there's a massive explosion in that bit oh, there's some drum yeah. like oil drums and stuff yeah. that blow up and you can actually see the explosion like the all the way in the background while they're driving Ooh. away which is really wicked and they're trying to basically cool. get out of the city i love those kind helicopters of are mobilizing to chase them you got these kind of like stormtrooper looking dudes that work for the government he gets sort of helicoptered or something like that to a point they hide in this shipping yard you know where there's all these shipping containers, containers. yeah that's so the cool. police try to get them then they... i love i love films yeah that have shipping containers and ships mm. and ports in it it works in iron man 3 it works in um uh, knockoff knockoff is a great film to demonstrate that yeah, how was good a ship and good port this, just the thing is the, the difficulty logistically of working in that thing because yeah. it's a heavy busy place. There was place. also a shipping container finale kind of thing in the A-Team movie as well. Oh, that, that was rubbish. That wasn't well done. That but was badly done. Those kind of shipping container scenes and those kind of environments visually look very good. Yeah, they looked amazing. Yeah. yeah. So then what happens after that? So they're resting on the boat, but then somehow they find out that they're on the boat. So when they're reaching the next town, you know, that they were supposed to ferry across. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. crew tried to the apprehend them. You know, the crew tried to, to and stop And then they them. lock them up in a room or something. They try to, they lock them in their room. You know, ah, but then they have to break okay, out. Okay, okay, okay. Because they tricked them. You know, the guy's just... like, listen, you know, Judd, Judd, this wall, they, it's like soft. Yeah, and then they it's smash like, oh, through. Hold on. Yeah, and it's like, we're going to have to smash through the wall or and something. And then I remember that bit. So he's like, yeah, Casey, he breaks, break through that wall. Yeah, Casey breaks through it. And then they, they you know, beat the dude up, the security dude. And um, so they found out that that basically was a false mirror, a false paper, a false the picture, water, yeah. so they could kick through it. Then they know that basically the government's going to basically clamp down the boat. You know, the boat's getting clamped up, but they escape. So they beat some people up, you know, the crew. They get in Shaker, and that's when they floor it, and then Shaker jumps out uh, of the, the jump, boat when the boat was approaching the thing. is what I remember the most out yeah. of this film, always. It's such a wicked bit, that jump. Because he literally just jumps the ramp, yeah. and it's been staged in a certain way so that he can make enough distance. Yeah. The, the ferry isn't completely to the dock. And there's a gap of yeah, yeah. maybe about 50 meters or yeah. And more. that is an insane and jump. And that's like, does. I don't even know if that was with NOS. No, I think that was naturally aspirated jump. Back you know? in the day when you didn't just have power. And then also on top of that, he does but the jump. But there's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the way they cut it. Everybody's I was like looking like, oh. I was wondering if that was the director having a cabbie, but he's like, what? <laughs> he's, he's clearly swearing, but they cut, down, cut yeah. out the... F. Okay, because so, what the fuck is that? So he's, he looks like he's like, <laughs> well, it looks like it's a weird pickup because he's like looking at something yeah. else and they've just used it in oh, the man, edit I gotta see this to make it look like it. Like it. So it's like it's just the so car just kid. pelts it over and it does some hard landing. Some s- it yeah, lands and also hard. it's so heavy the car that it jumps yeah, it makes some air, but immediately gravity starts to take over. So yeah. the, the chassis you know twists twists, it twists a little bit and then it hits the ground and bounces and then with full power flooring that stuntman whoever that g is that guy he just bolts it and then the and then the guys time it you know the dudes who are chasing them like oh we gotta shoot them so then they chase him and start shooting and the little pips go off that guy mr carney yeah he he gets in a a ugly 
a Bedford looking van pickup. I know. Shit. I don't know what the hell. And that it's all is. blacked out. Is it's that like one of those cars, dog kennel cars? The production cars. team have 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 blacked out all the yeah. cars, yeah. all the villain cars. So they're like nasty black Some wheels, sick tunnel work, black tints, and then they do this wicked tunnel. There's work a tunnel through. chase. And I found ta- I found out I figured out that that's actually like downtown Wellington. Oh, is it? So that's okay. the main Wellington area. All oh, right, where they Sick, go through. Man. So all those tunnels and all those roads yeah. are twisting and so interconnecting. Nice looking, man. I and he's like, there. he says something funny, Judd. He's like, I don't know where the hell I am. Yeah, where are we lost. going? He's like lost. He's like it? lost in Wellington. He's trying to figure out and where she's like, to we go. We gotta go this way. We gotta head east. And yeah, something they she's have to basically to. get the hell and out. He's like, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I gotta get out of this bloody. Place. I'm surprised he hasn't run out of fuel, man. This car's thirsty. It is. They yeah. almost kill a priest too, man. The priest that, is trying to get in this car, and the door so gets funny. taken out, man. He's mm-hmm. he's like in a really old shitty Austin. Yeah, and his door got taken out. And his out. door gets like and he just goes to shit. He just goes, Lord Almighty, this is the cross, <laughs> you know. The Holden bit or whatever, you know. Talk to me about this because this is your most favorite bit because it comes up after that. They drift around the corner. Lovely Capri. Yeah, they go around the corner, right, and then the car fails to take a turn or something, right? Uh, so we get so the bad guys wipe out right in front of that that car dealership because dealer, yeah. their car so shit they hit a they hit a beetle the, they yeah, hit a beetle and the beetle so funny, yeah check this out they hit herbie the car and herbie ain't having none of the it the best scene in the film yeah one of the best scenes yeah because there's so many hidden cars that are iconic like the beetle yeah that crappy truck bedford truck the trans am the capri yeah. there's like so many What's things the signature that but Herbie wasn't having none of it he was on holiday and the guy bumped him and he's like <laughs> fuck you dudes man yeah. and then the guy got taken out so like Judd comes into this kind of made promenade area kind like, of a, like downtown a downtown area, area. Yeah. and he does a U-turn and yeah. then he spins and, and these the, guys took a proper the, slide the dealer and the customer are staring at the Trans Am are shaking yeah. and they're like yeah. what's going on yeah. and then this crash right? the Asian dude the Asian guy crashes and he tips over the thing guy. They do this. What's the name of the Asian spook guy? What's his name? Mr. Carney. Mr. Carney. And they're sliding on the roof, isn't it? It slides he on the roof. He looks like an agent before an agent was was invented. It's true, yeah. He's got the gloves, he's got, he's the, got very, the suit. Very kind of agent Yeah, he's got that massive he's gun like, and he's like, get away. He's telling everyone to go away and there's a lovely track shot. And then the guy says, what happened? And he pushes him out of the way. And no, I'll... no. What's so funny is before that, everybody's like running to the car and it's like, oh, help him, help him. Yeah. And the guy, he pushes the guy, like he yeah. grabs the guy like this and yeah. he's like pushing yeah, him. Yeah, he's like, out get, out him the way. Out the way. get out of the way. I want to play the sound he's bite. He's got a gun, he's got a gun. Yeah, he's got a gun, <laughs> mate. He's got a gun. Get action. out of the way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but the other guy, like. What happened? My... <laughs> That's the customer he pushes. He doesn't push the dealer guy. I, I, think, I thought he pushed the dealer guy. I thought he pushed the dealer guy. No, no, no. He's like, the customer goes, what happened? Oh, and he, and he pushes the guy. to give him up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're like, right. He's like, go away. He pushes yeah. him. And he's like, ah! So we over. have the... the I want to play he's the like, soundbite. Let me find the clip, man. Let me and then the he clip. says this iconic line. He's yeah. like, give me the keys. Yeah. Thank you. And then the guy yeah, gives him the keys. keys. Give me the keys. Then he gets into this... I will never forget that line because we always... We always talk about that line. Yeah, always. Like, it's always a meme for me and you. It's always. Like, it's a classic keys. meme. Thanks. It's like when you when you need a car, yeah, yeah off your off your parents, <laughs> yeah. and you've got time. Give me the keys. He's like, give me the keys. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up like a Terminator. Yeah, a he's bit, like a Terminator. Yeah. yeah. Proper. Here's a bit. Here's a soundbite. What happened? Sound give me the keys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And then the, the other bit. Drive carefully. 
<laughs> and the sound that that car makes oh is thunderous, God. bro. This what is, is in that? Amazing. What is in that car? What is it? A so V12 basically, or what? this is a custom racing yeah? car that was bought for the film for Shaker Wow. Man. Number eight. It has and an eight symbol all on all it. They, you know what they did? It was Gold livery. It was originally a racing car and it didn't have that livery from mm. what I understand. Mm -hmm. The production team retrofitted the car. It you know, is so like they made fast. the fiberglass body kit for it, and the guy went flat and out. They added wheels to it. They added all the mods to it, the lights, the exhaust. The, they got a good budget because they smashed the shit out of these shops. Yeah, and then uh, this Ford Capri is iconic for me because yeah. it made me realize about like V8 muscle cars from Aussie land and mm -hmm. stuff. Because the Capri looks slightly different to the Capris we have in the UK. Mm. We're used to Capris here, but they don't they don't act like V8s or they didn't have mm. those kind of power plants. Maybe later on, tuners and modders would modify cars to have those yeah. kind of power plants. Yeah. But the Capri's here never a more had enthusiast that. So it's more scene. like an Aussie V8, New Zealand V8 kind of thing. Because I noticed that with Holden as well. Like Holden's very big in, you know, course, Kiwi yeah. and Australian yeah. city. But that's not here. It's not here. We don't yeah. see many of them here. Holden, Commodore Fords, Ford Falcons and yeah, those kind yeah. of things. Like, so Ford, this Ford Capri, mm. it just, when he fires that car up, it sounds godlike and amazing. Mm. And then he literally, they do this setup stunt where he smashes through the dealer window. Yeah breaks the frame and yeah. frame clips on the car's yeah, wheels. Yeah. Then he does a kind of like a spin out of the he dealership. He just flat out and bolts then flat it. Out floors it. But you can yeah. see in the background yeah. that the whole Kiwi crowd are staring at the stunt. And he yeah. does the stunt in one go. The it's amazing. So like, there's a slow-mo yeah. uh, ramped cam that's yeah. taking the pickup shot of yeah. the car smashing through the window yeah then there's a faster shot of the car yeah. speeding off down the road and taking the corner is sick. This, the film was was made when i was born yeah yeah it was made in 1986 yeah. i was just and then cut about to the awesome mountain pass chase oh that, that, that bit's wicked but that's, that that's, that's not in the same place yeah it's yeah like cuts to two different yeah places. so they've gone out into the country yeah, they've, they've escaped the city because he's chasing them hardcore and he can catch up with them which means his car is really powerful and it's yeah. lighter than shaker's car yeah which is why he's able to keep up with them because he comes right behind there's only him. one person in the car and yeah. you see him he's like driving yeah and he's shifting he's doing good and he's legging in yeah because he gets he gets to a point where he gets alongside him and they start bumping each other oh, and rubbing yeah, 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 yeah. and when they rub with each other he sh he gets off a shot and it takes out judd's shoulder oh shit you know so yeah. cliff robinson gets blown in the shoulder his shoulder yeah. gets blown out and then yeah. he has to, he loses a little That's bit of hurt yeah it's a fat and his, yeah and his arm starts to get weak so he can't drive them more because of his loss of blood so that's when his protege takes over you know, but Did that switched there, no. No, no, not straight away. They switch after because he's like, Oh, I've been hit, you need to you need to do something and then they he finds these cans of oil that look like hairspray. You no, know? They're like little tin cans. Yeah, they look like little tin cans of oil and they pierce them and then they throw them onto the car and he can't wipe them away. You know, so they, yeah, they so he chucks a few. Yeah, and, and he hits the and the guy the Capri yeah, and it's like And then the spook guy loses gooey. control. But he crashes in such a stupid way. He just goes into a bunch of rocks and destroys his front axle. He goes into the cliffside. Yeah, but he just like takes he, out. And he front he doesn't even violently crash the car. The front axle. I think maybe that was an excuse for them not to damage that show car because they uh -huh. probably wanted to show it at shows yeah. to promote the film. Yeah. So they end up making it look like it fakely got damaged. Yeah. You don't like remove the axle yeah. or made it and look then like. He hobbles out. And yeah, he's but like he's badly hurt. hurt. Like he's super hurt. He even fires a shot. And he's like instinctively. In the head. Yeah, he's bleeding in the head. He's like really hurt because this car doesn't have any kind of body. You know, like he wasn't wearing any kind of protective clothing. So it's it's safe to say that when he crashed, he. 
he got a shock to his chest. He probably course, damaged yeah, his no lungs. Airbags or yeah, no airbags. So he's like, he's like in some kind of weird, we don't know if he's wearing delirious days. He yeah. didn't have a seatbelt. It looked like yeah. that car didn't even look like it had anything. But he ends up getting taken out by this truck. Yeah, like this, I think it's a so a, funny. I think it's a bed truck, like a truck yeah. that's taking a bed or something. Yeah, no, it's like a big groceries truck. Or yeah, something. he and he and the way he gets taken out, it's so funny. He gets grilled by the car. Yeah, he's like ah, and his shoes gets left behind. Just gets, <laughs> and then what you see is his shoe. His like, shoe, like uh, his again, shoe is like all Mission that remains. Three. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Mission Impossible Three. Yeah. The way the rabbit foot guy dies. Um, yeah, Philip um, Seymour. Uh, Philip Seymour was a great actor, mate. What, what a legend. Yeah, he was wasted in that at the end, though. Yeah. So then, obviously, Judd is now hurt and he's in pain. Yeah. So they go and retreat to some little countryside cabin. That's and when they, they swap. Try to heal they his, have to help his, him, his yeah. arm. But they had to take the bullet out, innit? I, or something. I, I can't quite there, remember honestly. if they had to take the bullet out yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, People pick up films like Drive and stuff, you know, which have wicked cinematography. Um, and stuff like that. But this film, man, if you could, this film if we does could restore the, if I restore the color of this film, yeah, this is fifty times a better car movie than that is, because that's not actually a car movie. No, it's not. That's just a thriller, like a it's art just a thriller, thriller with car chases. Yeah, but they even. To be honest, the uh, car chases are not. I was basic. seriously misled when I heard about that film because yeah. I like Luke. Yeah. Um, this guy, what's his name? Luke Ryan. Gos- Sorry, Ryan Gosling. I like. I call <laughs> him Luke, Luke for some for some reason. I mixed the two up. But Ryan Gosling's a wicked actor. I liked him since Young Hercules, right? Of course, yeah. And I really love the fucking cinematography in that film and the bit when he's threatening the guy in the strip club with the bullet. He's like, yeah. I'm going to hammer this bullet into your head. Yeah. That tension was sick in that scene. But there's no wicked chase scene at the end. No, it's lame. There's no wicked kind of the stunt scene. Lame, in my opinion. Yeah. It's and not then he just gets kind of sliced people, by the knife guy. People incorrectly on in, in media and journalism... Uh, rate that as a good car film it is not a fucking good car film mm. I'm gonna say mm. there are tens of thousands of other better car films like Shaker Run for example mm. obviously you can't compare it to Shaker Run because they're two different eras let me ask you a question you know like if we as a as a team yeah, got a chance to do things could we take something like Hal Needham's old film yeah like Smokey and the Bandit is there a way for us to actually make that work in current climate possibly, how could we do possibly. it possibly you could do it in a different way um, but the thing is, is that this is very reminiscent of those kind of films mm. as well. But it's just got an Aussie and Kiwi flavor to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the American connection is there mm. with Cliff Robertson's mm. character mm. and Casey's mm. character. Mm. I don't know if the 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 Doctor Rubin's character is supposed to be American or not because mm-hmm. she sounds fairly Aussie to me. Yeah, I think she's film. Kiwi or British. Yeah, she yeah, could be British, she's a British or Australian actress. actress. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, possibly, yeah, definitely, we could do something with that. Mm. But then, so they switch, isn't it, bro? He has to take over so for the final. So who's driving lap. now then? So the protege drives. Casey. Yeah, he's the one who belts it out because even the bad guy now, you know, the other heavy, the main dude, the guy after yeah, his boy the got killed. Guy. Yeah. So, so the dude with the Partridge Family kind of haircut, right? Yeah. That dude. Yeah. He's taking them out. He's trying to shoot them. Oh, with the, okay. With yeah, the yeah. He's, he's pissed off now. Yeah, and Casey's hurt as well on his face because when he burst through, something blew up or something. He yeah, got splinters on his face yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's getting like deep. Yeah, and the government have got this helicopter and they want to airlift her out, but she's smart. Aren't they yeah. like traveling up the mountain now? Yeah, and they, for the they air go extraction. To this part. Yeah, because the helicopter found them, and then she's smart. She basically, um, she she basically does it so that the helicopter clamps. Uh, she clamps the chain. Onto the con, and she's like, "You guys are gonna have to take us all." 
and he's like, oh, we can't really take the thing. And then they, they, the car flies off the mountain, and then they copied that in um, Need for Speed. In Need for Speed, so Scott Wilde was inspired by that. But Need for Speed is kind of cheeky because it's like a dumbed down version of it. Mm. You know, like where they exaggerate. Oh, look at my eyes! How how blue are my eyes? She's like, oh, I'm oh god, that bit is crap. It's very cringy when you look at it. Again. I love all the Mustang bits. No, like the Shinnok is cool. Yeah, you know, the helicopter is cool. Yeah. And the Mustang is cool. Yeah. And when it goes off the cliff, it actually goes off the cliff and they yeah, chain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then when they drop it off, off some of the, the car salt flats, scenes in that when film they drop are good, the car man. back on the salt flats, yeah. it's a real car. Yeah. So some of the bits but in that in film are But in this film, it feels even more realistic because the, the car is like, kind of like, you know, a racing car. Mm. It's a bit different. And they made that weird, poor excuse that this was supposed to be Carol Shelby's final Mustang that he was personally working on yeah. with the no, holographic yeah, 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 yeah. things. Is that real? No, that... That, that car's just custom for the film. Yeah, but is that a real story? No, or... it's not a real okay, story. Okay, so that's a fake story for the film, and their reality. Yeah. Because even the Koenigsegg, the Koenigsegg scenes are quite good, where they're racing the Koenigseggs, and then they have that race, and then the other guy yeah, the, dies. The, the race of the three Koenigseggs is really nice. Yeah, apart from the bit when the guy dies. Even though they're not real Koenigseggs. Yeah, they're shells, aren't they? <laughs> they're like shells. Yeah. But they, they look wicked. They still yeah. look like real... Does, how how much of that... How much, you should definitely do a, a Need for Speed podcast and just kind of delve into that film a bit but how much of the films are shells like how much of the cars in those films are shells is that almost is that lambo like, also i think almost shell. 70 to 80 percent of the cars are shells mm. or like custom kit jobs because okay. you cannot crash you can a cannot crash a p1 like that or a sister elemental mm. or a um bugatti veyron like that so all those do three you... cars that are the most expensive in the film they're all do you like, like his cars. sister elemental i like the sister but i think it's a bit ugly now i personally think the sister compared to newer, ugly newer lamborghinis it looks dated mm. you've got so many new lamborghinis like the horror car is the sister the elemental Sia, a limited the edition galado Countach. is it based on the galado's frame yeah at the time it was based off a of galado Okay. A one-off Galado. It was a one-off Galado. Yeah, sister, special Galado. Galado yeah. Me, personally, I like the F22 Raptor-looking car. Was it the Huracan? Aventador. The Aventador. Yeah. That's Aventador. one of my favourite-looking Lambos of that generation. Yeah. Yeah. So then, they fought, they go off the cliff, and they mm. chain to the helicopter, mm. and then... What the happens? bad guys just go flying off and die. Oh, so yeah. they're stupid. They yeah, just they, just go, they, they never slow death. down, and they just yeah. fall together. You should run and shoot them when it happened. He just fell. He was still trying to shoot him when he fell to his death. Oh, that's crazy. Like he didn't realise it. That's so funny. Yeah, they were just, they just... And they're just laughing at him as he falls to his death or some shit. I don't know, but they're just laughing that they made it. And yeah. then that's it. And then the end credits roll while the, the helicopter is still airlifting the ah, car. Ah, so that's kind of cool. So we don't really see what yeah. happened. They, we yeah. just assume they yeah. got to safety. Yeah, but if I if I could personally re, re, not redo Shaker Run, I could do a sequel to Shaker Run like, oh, as a Netflix special relaunch this shaker run but get another guy because cliff Roberts has sadly passed away yeah and you know if if things are not interested in playing the character leave garrett uh, i could get a new guy to play him yeah. so he's so, he, so the shaker characters are still there but they've been recast yeah sure and then it's basically set like maybe like 13 14 years after the original film mm. so i make it still in the 80s or the sure, 90s yeah, 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 the shaker yeah, yeah, yeah. still is but he has to do something else yeah. after what he did he has but to the do thing is you thing. could you could kind of recreate some old scenes from this film yeah and give it that feel i want to give it that old Wellington, school look man that was sick man you know and then have like a stunt double do this so cool. because i got this stuff. idea of like this this group of people they're smuggling some kid you know 
and they got the kid in some kind of stasis, and it could be the same kind of thing. Like he's it's, got some it's antidote also, in him or something. This film is also a precursor to, I would say, the Transporter films. Yeah. The Transporter trilogy. Yeah. Because the first film, he's transporting a lady. The I second film has that, into that, the transport you know that franchise. gag about the virus with the little boy? Yeah. And then the third film is about that bracelet with the, they want to with the time it. bomb in it. So all those little three <laughs> ideas are being fleshed out into three films are just what what this one film was about. The third trans was a shit. Yeah, but it has a good copy. The second one's good, but you like Terry. Yeah, and the series is good too. I, I like, like the series. series. I thought the series was underrated. Yeah, it's very underrated. Series had a review that. And this... and think, yeah, we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's, let's rate our lovely Shaker Run Aussie film, Kiwi film. So for me, Shaker Run gets um, it gets four shields from me. Okay, cool. That's good. It gets two extra shields because of the nostalgia and the fondness I have for it. The competency of the film. The only thing that lets it down is the fact that I don't have a good transfer of the film yeah, to watch it. Yeah. So I kind of truly appreciate it with its true cinematography. Yeah. It has that TV movie like terrible beta cam VHS <laughs> yeah, look. Quality, where, yeah, yeah. Where there's just no color. There's yeah. no color volume. There's no nothing. Um, so that lets it down because you can't see the pink of Shaker. Yeah. You can't see the. The kind of scenery. You can't see the detail. Yeah, you know detail, that. Yeah. yeah. So that's the only thing. What would you give it? I would probably give it. A four as well, mm. like a three and a half, four. Mm. The only thing that slightly lets it down is the kind of like the slightly weak story, because mm. like I would have liked to have seen more reason as to why the government want to use this virus, mm. and a bit more of a kind of complete ending, because it kind mm. of just ends with them flying off mm. into the sunset. Mm. I personally would have preferred it if they ran him over. That guy. Yeah. I want to shake it to kill him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Shaker should have just taken cool. it, or oh, they yeah. should have gone head on. Yeah. And the reinforced frame of the car just took out, yeah. took out his car. Took out his car. Yeah, he's yeah, just like, and he's cool. just like whooped, you yeah. know, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, well, he got done by the up. virus. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he has the canister of the virus. They injected it in him. Yeah, and he's like, he gets done. And he's like, dead. But yeah, it's an awesome film. I definitely would rate you guys check it out. Because we love it, and it's definitely worth a lovely kind of like you know grab a drink or a beer or a, some snacks mm. and watch it on a Sunday, and you'll just love it because it's a great little action flick, mm. and we would thoroughly recommend it on tour. Yeah, so thanks for what um, watching. You're gonna watch this, but thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, like, subscribe, and check out some more stuff down the line. I'll see you guys on the next one.